Hello, my name is Leslie, and I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast to celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often said, why not today? I am based in Reston, Virginia, planned community right outside of Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. And I'm excited about my guest, Don Crossan. Is that how you pronounce your last name? It is. Okay. And I literally just officially met her on a few days ago, um, but I've heard of her and kind of seen what she was doing. And um, it was one of those things I have thought about reaching out to you a gazillion times in the last six months, Don, and then, you know, life is just busy and somebody shared mm-hmm. something and I'm like, you know what, I'm just reaching out where I saw something on social media. And, you know, sometimes those things on social media, they catch you at the right moment. Yeah. So reached out, met with you, got to know you, and I'm super excited. So um, Don is publisher, editor, CEO, founder, of the, I don't know all the titles, but you can explain as we go on, the Rest and Letter, which is a cool newspaper, like physical touch newspaper that is published in Reston. And since I'm a kid of Reston and grew up in Reston and been here pretty much my entire life, it really interests me and caught my attention because I think it's a super cool idea to share what's going on in Reston. And um, I know the first issue you came out, one of the things you said is, you know, we liked when we were kids cutting our picture out from our soccer game or, yeah. you know, the different things. And I've got boxes of articles cut out from everybody in my family. So I'm excited to have you and kind of share about the rest and letter and then kind of a little bit. You've got some other courage things going on in your life. So, um, Don, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a little bit, who you are and then a fun fact, and then we'll get into your courage. So I'm excited to have you. All right. Well, um, thank you for having me. I've never been on a podcast before. Oh, um, wait. So this, Yay. This That's is your first exciting. One. Yeah. Um, so my name is Dawn. I'm actually, I'm from Idaho, but I have lived in Reston, Virginia for 20 some years. Um, I have three boys. So I'm a boy mom. Everything is very loud and smelly in my house. <laughs> Um, and I'm a teacher. I'm an English teacher. Have taught English and journalism over the past few years. I think about ten years. Um, so I guess a fun fact about myself. Uh, I don't know that it's that fun, but um, I I love baseball. So baseball has been a big part of my life since I was little. I used to listen. I have such fond memories of listening to baseball games because we never had we barely ever had a tv growing up um but my dad would be out working in the garage and he'd be tinkering tinkering around and he'd turn on the radio and we'd listen to the mariners as the as the team that was closest to us so um collected baseball cards my brothers played baseball my sister and i played baseball so baseball is very much a, a part of my life that's awesome and did you play baseball or softball i played softball Okay. Gotcha. Well, it's kind of fun how it's very much a full circle moment. And I think Mm -hmm. we talked about this initially when we connected is John Pinkman, who has a baseball academy in Reston. You don't know him, but his son, um, because I guess your boys play baseball. He is the one that originated the first thought about this doing this podcast because he. Oh, really? Yeah, because he shared something on social media. It was on Nextdoor, which I never go on. And he had a picture of himself with an eye patch on because he'd had some surgery done, mm-hmm. eye surgery. And um, he picked, he t- talked about every time he looks in the mirror, he thought about my dad mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. talked about things my dad had done in the community. But he also said, we both always said, why not today? And that mm-hmm. was kind of 
I remember exactly where I was. And it was actually, uh, it was September of 2020. So two years ago, mm -hmm. 2021. And I remember mm -hmm. exactly where I was sitting when I saw that. I'm like, huh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so and here we go, full circle, little baseball. Yeah. Let's talk about courage, Don. What does courage mean to you? Oh, well, to me, courage is like, courage is looking at a decision, maybe action or inaction, I guess, um, and understanding why you should be afraid, probably being afraid um, of, you know, making this decision and also, so recognizing the risks, but recognizing the rewards and, you know, basically choosing to roll the dice and say, I understand what could go wrong, but I understand what could go right. And I want to do that. So I want to risk yeah. that. That's awesome. And I know you've done several courageous things in your life, kind of burn the boat kind of situations we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about the rest and letter. So what motivated you to do this start this um sure so it's a pretty pretty big undertaking and I don't know if you've done a newspaper before it is. yeah so I taught journalism um when I went to the high school started teaching at the high school that I'm at now there was um a small journalism class and it was only online they only did online publishing and um, then it was got to be so small that they shut the program down. And then a few years later, uh, my department chair came and she was like, or said something, you know, to everyone, do you, anyone interested in this? And I said, yeah, I am. Um, I, I did minor in professional writing and I did an internship at a newspaper in college. I was the opinions editor for the college newspaper. Um, and I'm just a writer. I've done freelance writing, you know, over the years and I love to write. Um, so I was like, sure, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I, I was able to get a recruit about, I think it took seven kids to, to get a class. So mm -hmm. we got seven kids. Um, and what I saw over those four years, well, we went to, from seven kids to, I believe it was 30. Uh, we can't, we, the class closed at 30 the last year I was there. Um, but what I really, what I saw from that experience, and I learned a ton, um, but what I saw was the way that the, um, the physical copy of the paper brought the students together. Um, you know, they were proud of what they created because it's a lot of work. Um, and I just, I just made phone calls, did Google searches and figured it out because there was nobody whose place I was taking. And the, there hadn't been a physical paper there for a long time. Um, anyway, so I saw this, you know, this camaraderie um, among the and just feeling feeling of, um, you know, accomplishment for having this in your hand. And that was the whole thing, too. I didn't want to do something online. I wanted them to hold it and I wanted them to take it around the school and show off their work. And so the kit, the students came together, um, but then the school community related too, because, you know, the, the teachers that were being written about and quoted and the athletes and the, you know, different clubs and all of these, um, all of these parts of the, of the school 
came together and I mean distribution day when we were we were taking the the papers around to the school became you know a huge deal I mean my kids love to do it and you know working together just it takes a lot of coordination to get you know pictures and um, just all the articles written and you know so it it was really um, an awesome experience and I think everything these days is our online and having mm-hmm. that physical thing to touch, I still like if it's online, I'm not going to read it. But if I can, and a lot of times things that are online, I'll print them out so I can read them. Yeah. Because, yeah. And so then how'd you jump from a high school paper to your idea of the rest and letter? And I know you did some research and cool stuff around that. Yeah, well, it was um, it was actually and my husband doesn't even remember this, but it was his <laughs> idea. Um, he said something and this was last summer. He said something like, you should do a rest in newspaper, you know, and and that was very flippant of him. And he didn't think about it again. But, um, you know, I, I was like, yeah, like you know, I seed was planted. I don't like John Pickman yeah. and the why not today. The seed was planted and I I went down and I into on the computer and I Googled how to start a community newspaper and, you know, like. 10 things to do, whatever it was, and um, started researching things like, you know, printers and uh, just all kinds of things that, you know, I've learned along the way. I had to start from scratch. Um, So, but the thing is, I had the right connections because I'd been in the community for, you know, I think it's 23 years and three kids. So I know, you know, tons of parents and kids from sports teams and different schools because my kids have been in a couple schools since we moved once um and then you know so you you just end up with you know you're knowing people in all kinds of different circles and so you know the more I thought about it I was thinking I think you know I think I could actually do this or you know it's worth a shot at least right um and then, you know, it was like, well, I I did get, actually, I have a story. So um, before I printed or, you know, uh, actually not before I printed, I printed out a mock-up of the newspaper just to test to see what the printer was like, the printer I eventually settled on. Um, and the mock-up explained my vision for the paper and, you know, my main point was to get advertisers with it because this was, you know, not doable without advertisers, of course. Um, so, um, I went to a, a, I won't disclose the place. I went to a a business close by a bunch of businesses close by. Um, and I got at one specific place I got, you know, and, and the, the gentleman was not rude at all, but he just said, that'll never work. That's not, <laughs> people, people don't want that, you know, um, uh, some, you know, I've tried it before and it doesn't, it just doesn't work. And so I was like, okay, you know, um, but every month I bring him a copy and <laughs> the other day I walked into his shop and he looked at me and he's like, we need to talk. <laughs> so yes. I think we're going to be, you know, doing a story on him and he might, uh, you know, there will definitely be a relationship there. So that was a rewarding little experience. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, so another thing 
I wanted to do was I was, I want it to be, I want it to be free and I don't want it thrown on yards and on sidewalks. I wanted it in mailboxes. So then I had to do all the research about the postal service and the different mail rates, um, you know, and then I sat down with a friend of mine who's a realtor and we knew we couldn't afford to ship to all residences in Ruston, at least to start. Um, so we sat down and we tried to pick different routes, um, you know, in different places, kind of cover Ruston, um, north and south, both equally. And so we picked these routes out and, um, you know, so we had to do that. Which so at this point, it's at this point, it's not all resting yet, is it? Oh, it, it's right. It's not. It still isn't. No. Okay. So you need some advertisers. A, I do. It's <laughs> a little over half. So, okay. um, you, and you know, this was another thing that made this more reasonable or doable, I guess, in my mind was that I didn't need much overhead for this, right? right. I just needed, um, you know, the software I needed to get the LLC, you know, I researched all that stuff um, and, it, and it, you know, the website and the email, and all that, it's, you know, there's not much expense there. And so as long as I could get the monthly advertising, you know, I could, I could print um, and ship and shipping is what's more expensive. Right. Well, we can talk about trying to get you some advertisers, but <laughs> I want to go back to the rest and letter, like where the name come from? Because I know there's history behind that, which I there love. There is. So I love history. Um, and I wanted the logo to be meaningful. Um, and you can see it up here, sort of. Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, I looked at the, I looked at the logo and kind of looked at, I looked at, you know, a bunch of old stuff. I went to the Reston Museum which a lot of people don't know, there is a Reston Museum. And it's and amazing. It yes. has all kinds of great things. And there's actually, <laughs> I think I mentioned the other day, George Mason University has an extensive mm -hmm. area of Reston mm -hmm. history there too. Yeah, it's so interesting. And you're right, a lot of people who live in Reston have no idea of this oh. rich history. That's, that's, that's what I love so much about the Reston letter and the mm -hmm. message is that I think you mentioned to me um, that somebody that lives at Reston Town Center and those anybody listening that doesn't isn't familiar with Reston, Reston Town Center is the new part of Reston. Reston is a planned community, but somebody at the Reston Town Center said they learn more about Reston reading your um, newspaper than they did in how many years they've lived in Reston. Yeah, he said he lived. He picked it up and he read, you know, the whole thing in probably half an hour, twenty minutes, and said he learned more during that time than he had living at Town Center for five years. Yeah, um, so many valuable yeah. things in it, which I love. Yeah. So the rest and letter that was the original rest and newspaper. I think it was even before. So I yeah, so I'm there in the archives, you know, rummaging around. I sat there for hours. It probably really annoyed whoever was there, but it was just fascinating. And I found that there was a, a newspaper that was published in Reston called the Reston Letter from 63 to 66, 67, something like that. And um, it was more like a newsletter. And it was when the when the community was being built so it was it was kind of an update on you know like the latest building projects and things like that um they had a big thing about the dedication of the town um but yeah so i looked up all the copyright you know information and the 
you know, the, the decided on the name, told my friend who's a graphic designer, you know, kind of go with the, the mid-century kind of, you know, lots of triangles, lots of angles. Um, and then I went with the red and blue because of the two high schools. The oh, I did that. That's kind of cool. So, and I yeah. love too, what you mentioned is how you're doing this. It's not you by yourself. And mm -hmm. you said you've got a lot of students that you're using as interns, a lot of people in the community. And I think we talked about this the other day, the resting community is very um, community focused and yes. wants to help. Yes. And I know you've had a lot of people. I'll help mm -hmm. promote it. And I'll help you find advertisers. I'm not going to write for you, though. Fantastic. <laughs> you know what, I'll, stay in. I'll help you with a podcast if you want to do that. Yes. I mean, in this lane. <laughs> everyone has their thing. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, for the first issue, I, you know, kind of convinced some of my friends to write some things for it, for it. And I wrote, uh, you know, an article about a promise to the community is what I called it, um, that I'll keep this rest in. And anyway, so I, you know, I, I started with people I knew, obviously, just writers I knew. And that first issue that came out in January, after it hit and I, I print 15,000 copies after it hit mailboxes. I got so many, like people are sending me their resumes, you know, they want to meet so they can talk about what they want to write about. And that's just kind of been the way it's gone since I started, you know, I mean, after that January issue, I met, you know, probably two days later with a couple, uh, two retired journalists who live here uh, you know, and, and just other people who want, who've been here for a long time and people who are new for one of the retired journalists that was, she was moving to the area during COVID and she didn't know anything about it. And so, you know, she, and she's, like I said, retired journalist. So she knows exactly how to go out and find those stories, make those contacts, right. get the press, press releases and the press kits and all that. So she, um, has learned a ton and she's been able to write and, you know, I, Similarly, uh, a, a gentleman who is a retired journalist as well, uh, started his own newspaper years ago. Like, I mean, just people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, there's probably so many more. Somebody else that might be a fun connection for you. Um, there's a um, person who's a couple years older than me. His name is Tom Jackman, and he writes for the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you ever said, I'm not sure what. I don't think it's sports. I don't remember what he writes, but he writes for the Washington Post and been around mm -hmm. for a long time. But he mm -hmm. grew up here in Reston, went to high mm -hmm. school, went to Herndon, um, but he might be kind of nice. a fun person. Yeah. Um, actually doing something I heard this morning, they're doing uh, famous people of Reston, Restonians are doing an event the museum's putting on. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, which is like the top Jeopardy winner who uh -huh. water aerobics with his mom. So it's just fun, all the connections. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I am excited about helping you promote this because Reston is near and dear to my heart and sharing what's going on in Reston. And I met with somebody this morning, talked all about you and your mission. So we're going to find your advertisers to get to all of Reston. That but, would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it took courage to do this. But when we were talking, I think the bigger courage part, I mean, it took courage to do this, but I think your past really gave you the courage to step out. And as you said, because of your past and uh, medical issues, it's giving you the space to do this. So share, I love this story of, and this is, I think a bigger courage is how you got to Reston from Idaho. 
Yeah. So when I was 21, I was in a car accident. Uh, it was my senior year of of college. Um, really bad car accident. I was alone on the road. It was early in the morning. I hit a sign. Um, a building finally stopped or came to uh, total the car on a telephone pole and I broke seven bones. Um, my left, every, every limb except my right arm and oh, wow. my skull, my, like the orbital bones around my, one of my eyes. And so I had to drop out of college a semester before I graduated and I'd been playing softball and so that part sucked, um, but mo mostly I was a semester away from graduating. I just finished my student teaching and I had to move back in with my parents and I could do nothing. I could do nothing on yeah, my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, I spent then, I didn't walk for six months. I had several bone graft surgeries and you know, physical therapy. And um, I mean, during that time, so many people showed so much kindness and compassion for me um, that, you know, I would, I tried to, I try to replicate that whenever I can, um, because it did mean so much to me, but. Um, but you obviously recovered. <laughs> I recovered and um then I, a year and a half later, I was about ready to graduate because I did get to go. I went back to college and I got to minor in professional writing. And that's when I started working at the newspaper. And I wasn't planning to do that, the, the minor, um, but I had an extra semester. So I did that. And anyway, I, a couple of weeks before graduation, I was in a car accident again. Um, same, pretty much the same thing. I went through a four-way stop and hit a retaining wall this time and a biker saw me and I was having a seizure. And so, but you didn't know that you No, and we still don't know why I had the first accident, but we can only assume it was a seizure, you know, right. but also I fractured my skull. So I could be having seizures from that. So we don't, we don't know. Um, but I did not break bones in that in that um, accident, I hurt my back. Um, but mostly, you know, I was then diagnosed with a seizure disorder and put on medication. And um, so I couldn't drive, you know, and that was a big deal. I was living outside of Boise, Idaho, and looking for a teaching job. And, you know, I could probably get a teaching job there. Um, but I, I had a friend who lived out in Washington, D.C., and I have aunt and uncle who live in Richmond and I visited out here but she was working on the hill with an Idaho congressman and she was like come live with me you know and I knew the metro and buses are way more <laughs> effective here than than in Boise and I know that I could get you know have a good chance of um getting a job better chance where there's the population is so much and so I love the courage component that you bought a one-way ticket <laughs> I bought yeah. a one-way ticket make it work I was like, you know what, just, I'm just going to buy a one-way ticket. My dad thought I was crazy. He was not a fan, uh, but I was like, well, you know, 
I'm just going to do it. So I did it. And I don't think that I thought about it very much, really. Um, I, I did know that, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, I have family in Richmond, I could go, I'll work it out, you know, it'll, right. it'll work out. And that's what courage is, I think, you know, just taking one step and mm-hmm. you don't know what it's going to look like. So did mm-hmm. you move? I know you got a job before you moved here, actually, but did you move I did. initially or somewhere no, else? I, no, I, I moved to Arlington first and I was okay. teaching in Alexandria. Um, and then I ended up in Ruston a few years later. Uh, and I've been here. Yeah. Ever since. So taught and off I and love, on. I was going to say, I love how you talked about being in Reston and because I didn't even know you didn't drive until the end of our conversation. We were talking about this, how Reston can support you mm-hmm. and help you. I mean, there's paths, there's things close by. You can walk, there's mm-hmm. underpass. But the other thing I love, the courage piece, um, I don't know if it's a courage piece, but you, you've had to design your life around your I don't know if it's considered a disability, but mm-hmm. your restriction of not being able to drive. But yes. what I love too is what you said is that you have the time right on the paper and develop that because you're not driving all over North Virginia and being Uber driver. Your husband, yeah. unfortunately, has yeah. three teenage boys. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's opened up. So it's amazing. It's interesting. The courage, you know, something that happened in your life you've been able to turn lemon lemonade and lemons into lemonade and see the silver lining. And yeah. I think what I love about your story is it gives people hope. And I think that's one mm-hmm. thing that I really want this podcast to do is give mm-hmm. people hope that, okay, this happened, but okay, yeah. what can I do with it? You know, what yeah. you can be a victim or a victor and right. be able yep. to shine a light. And I think that's, I love that part of your story as much as the courage just to start the newspaper is. Yeah. It is, and Reston is just the perfect place um, to do, yeah, the paths to get around. And it has this kind of a small town-ish feeling. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I was telling you this the other day too, what I've learned, um, I've, I, I get to know the best parts of people. Like I was telling you this, That's awesome. um, I get to know the parts of the people who will just, you know, it's raining. Let me go pick up your kids for you. Um, you know, I had a neighbor once drive me to the emergency room because one of my sons cut his knee open. Um, you know, these, these times when you feel, I mean, not driving is my least favorite part of my life. And that dependency on others is my least favorite part of my life. Um, but it has, it has shown me sides to people that I wouldn't have seen before. I wouldn't have seen if I didn't need them. And just right. to be able to be able to accept help from others, I think is, um, you know, it takes, it takes a lot. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, I don't, I don't like being the mom who, you know, can't just go run your runner kid across town to a friend's house. You know, I, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> um, but I, maybe the I kids, your, your kids uh, have their friends over at your house. So you know, what's going on with yeah, teenagers, what I've heard is important. Yeah. And I love how you shared that you get to see the better side and you probably, because you're riding a bike or you're walking, you have more time to think Mm -hmm. and you're not Mm -hmm. like the machine of us being in a car and like, Mm -hmm. you know, the horror stories you hear about people Mm -hmm. leaving a child in a car and not because they're terrible people, 
but because we're so distracted. Like I've driven mm-hmm. people places and I'm like, how did I get here? I wasn't even, you know, cause you're just yeah. in automatic mode. So yeah. uh, we could talk forever and ever and ever, but I don't want, I try to keep it concise yeah. for listeners. So how yes. would you encourage somebody else to live their dream and do the thing to say, why not today? Um, let's see. I think I know that people usually regret not doing things more than they regret doing things in their life. And, you know, it's a short life. I don't know. I mean, take a chance. You have a dream. Um, you know, go for it. I don't know. I mean, you can, you can, uh, you can come up with as many excuses as, as possible. And, uh, but but also surround yourself by people who, you know, are affirming and who will believe in you. Um, I mean, I can't say enough about my husband and I, I really couldn't do, I mean, I've written a novel, I, I've done this newspaper project and I'm all, all the while working or, you know, teaching full time. And I could never do that without him, you know, driving the kids all over town uh, without him you know doing the dishes all the time and all the stuff definitely sounds like a partnership yeah i love that you have the support of the community and so you know buy the one-way ticket yeah just do it and that's often what my dad said what's the worst thing that can happen and when i quit the job it was the same kind of thing like if it doesn't work another job and Mm -hmm. you know you just you gotta try and i think that's Mm -hmm. the thing i really want this podcast to share and the message to give people hope to try it and to get involved and so you know if you're listening to this and you know you don't get the rest in letter and you want it let us Mm -hmm. know um and you know if you want to be an advertiser you want to help support or if you're a writer which is not me yes (laughs) i'm happy to share my story and i got lots Mm -hmm. of you know help you with this so yeah so i always try to share go back on my podcast and say okay what's the connection to my dad well obviously you Mm -hmm. never met him um Mm -hmm. but or and, you know, immediately when you told me your story of your car accident, it was like, oh, that's the connection. So my dad, the night he graduated from high school, got in a car accident and almost died. And that's where he lost sight in one eye. And that's why he's always wore an eye patch. And so that's the logo of the podcast is an eye, an eye patch and a handlebar mustache, because that's how we looked. And that was his logo. But he, you know, he had to do a similar thing to you, like you, he had to pivot, he had to do plan B. Mm-hmm. And actually mm-hmm. at his funeral, my brothers talked about, you know, he always had plan A, B, C, he was a planner, but the plans often went out the window. So mm-hmm. he was supposed to play football for USC and didn't mm-hmm. happen. And he ended up going to Notre Dame. And that's where he met my mom. And, mm-hmm. you know, so all these things wouldn't have happened and he wouldn't have been on the path. And we probably we never would have been arrested because he was in California. Yeah. That, you know, we wouldn't have been sitting here talking. And so there's so many things that just that one pivotal thing that changes the trajectory of your life completely, yeah. you know, where it's going to take you. And I often go back to like, okay, what's that one thing or that one person you met that led you to mm-hmm. that other thing and whatever. So, so much cool stuff. And as I said, we could talk forever. And I know yeah. when we talked the other day, you were talking about maybe one to do a podcast and I would help, happily help you do that. And yeah. a lot Lots of people I connect can connect you with for mm-hmm. the rest of the letter, but we're going to get some more advertisers. And I know your that's dream right. is to do this full time, which yeah, you know, that's that so possible. Mm-hmm. So making a difference. Um, 
So thank you for your time. So to find you, we'll share all your contact information in the show notes. The Reston letter, is it online? Can people get an online copy or is it just physical? Yeah, we've got, well, I, I published the PDF version of the, okay. of the paper. So it's not, you can't look up an article. It's not like, you know, blog kind of format, but uh, it's all online. So you can look at it the way that it's laid out in the article. Is it therestinletter.com? Is that your it website? Okay. Therestinletter.com. And you've got a Facebook and Instagram, I'm assuming all the stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay. all of the things. Yep. Yay. So, well, this has been so much fun. And as I said, we could talk forever and ever and ever. Any closing thoughts on courage or encouragement? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you know, well, actually, you know what, one thing real quick. Uh, one of the questions you had, you had sent to me was, did you ever regret doing it? And the and and my answer is yes, I do sometimes. It's frustrating and it's hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean it was wrong, and it doesn't mean it's not worth it. So you right. know, it's not it's not always going to be, you know, sunshine and unicorns sunshine and rainbows. And rainbows yeah. Or yeah, exactly, unicorns and yeah. rainbows. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it is worth it, and you know, yeah. to see people be able to share. Um, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And you just never know whose life you're going to touch by something. And that's kind of the motto I live by. So yeah. the Why Not Today podcast is, you know, on all the platforms. Um, we have a website. Um, we can get the swag, the t-shirts, the cups, the vinyls, all the fun stuff. So spread the word and encourage somebody else today to say, why not today? So thanks again, Don, for being my guest. And you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited to see what happens with the, um, the rest in letter. Me too. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening.